Welcome to Quick Hits, powered by BNZ. I'm Frances Cook, Investments Editor for Business Desk, and in these episodes, we're here to empower businesses to thrive. Let's find a way. This podcast contains general information only, not professional advice. BNZ and NZME are not liable for any losses resulting from this podcast. It's been a rough time for business lately with a maybe yes, maybe no recession that appeared and then disappeared just as quickly. But honestly, there are always challenges in the business world. The key is how you tackle them. To help us with that, we're joined now by New Zealand Herald business editor at large, Liam Dan. There's a lot of talk about whether the economy is good or bad at the moment. I mean, what sorts of headwinds have the business community been facing recently? Yeah, I mean, good and bad. It's it's, it's obviously you know, in the we get the big macroeconomic data and 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 how it really is depends on you know your circumstances because uh, that data is all on aggregate. But what we know is that um, you know it, it, it's sort of an overlapping of, of of tides of an economic cycle at the moment. So you're dealing with um, still dealing with high inflation and the high cost of everything because that's cumulative. So we've we've experienced that over the last um, year and a half, two years, and it still hasn't come out of the economy as much as we'd like. Inflation is still too high, so that's going to take a little longer to come out. The cure, of course, is um, for the for the uh, central banks to reduce the money supply. So they put the interest rates up to try and um, slow things down and. and squash that inflation. So while we're still dealing with the high costs of everything from from petrol to labour costs and all the rest, um, we're also suddenly having to deal with higher interest rates. And then you throw in on top of that the, um, you know, the concerns that we've got this uh, economic slowdown, partly born of the higher interest rates, but partly born of some other issues in the economy or external stuff like um, exports, uh, export markets like China, and that throws in the uncertainty of, um, you know, uh, job security or I guess from a business employer point of view, you know, um, cash flow and the ability to to maintain jobs, and so. Those three things can make people feel very grumpy and businesses especially feel quite nervous. Yeah, and I think people forget that sometimes with the inflation and interest rate measures. I mean, there's a lot of talk about mortgage holders because that's a very immediate impact, but it also very much impacts business lending and business intentions, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, businesses are often forgotten in that um, discussion around debt and and high interest rates. But it's worth remembering that that often, you know, businesses, many small businesses have have debts, and and often the commercial terms are more onerous than than for mortgage mortgages. You know, we know that the banks in this country um, are, are actually happier lending into the residential market. It's more secure. It's it can be tougher for small businesses. You know, and and a lot of small business people end up using their own home as collateral. So that's you know another stress. I mean, we we talk a lot about productivity and and that businesses. It's very easy to say businesses need to keep investing and investing and growing even through tough times. But you know, the issue is where they actually get the capital to do that. Yeah, and when businesses are going through this, I mean, as I said, even in the intro. It is often, for various reasons, some level of a tough time in business. I mean, business isn't easy. That's why not everyone is a business owner. It's tough. So how do you know the difference between when this is just, okay, it's a bit of a tough time, grit our teeth, get through it, versus 
maybe a warning sign that your particular business might be actually in danger in current conditions? Yeah, it is a difficult one. And I think, you know, it goes to um, how much faith we put in the economists as sort of modern soothsayers and all that sort of stuff. I'm always wary of treating economic forecasts as predictions and they can be wrong quite often. They were certainly wrong during COVID and that was because that was such an unprecedented time. But since then, things have started to track a little bit more, um, you know, as economists have expected. And so while I wouldn't put too much store in the numbers, you know, the exact numbers that economists give in their forecasts, I think it is important to look at the trends. And so get a sense of, and, and you know, hopefully people have been following it because, you know, that, that surge in interest rates um, has um, been a factor that means that if you were highly leveraged and exposed on debt, you were probably um, more likely to get into trouble. Now, we saw that dramatically in the global financial crisis when banks just stopped lending. It has been a more orderly process this time. While the interest rates have stepped up, banks have worked with um, uh, organisations. We haven't seen the business failures touch wood as yet um, that we saw around the GFC. So I guess that's good. It's also a symptom of the fact that it's been a funny sort of recession or not recessionary environment. It's um, There's still all that stimulus money from COVID is, is washing through uh, at the consumer end anyway. It hasn't been uh, horrendously recessionary. I think a lot of small businesses in, in some sectors have been feeling like they've been in recession and uh, for a bit longer. But um, yeah, so I mean, uh, the the key is really um, making sure that structurally your business is not vulnerable to um, a big shift in conditions, and that usually that means higher interest rates. So even as we're sort of supposedly hitting the peak of interest rates right now, you have to keep an eye on the the risk that something else happens, another oil shock or something like that. What happens if it goes another 1% or 2%? Are you able to cope? Mm, yes, exactly. There is always that risk of the unknown and the unexpected. I mean, I was actually just talking to someone before we came to record this about the recession that wasn't a recession. <laughs> and I'd really love, I mean, we only have a small amount of time, so it'll have to be a bit of a nutshell take on that. But we were technically in a recession and then we weren't. How does that impact everything? What's going on there? I would say, look, for businesses or people listening to this, uh, business people listening to this who can remember back far enough to the GFC and the recessions of the 1990s, for example, I think you'd probably agree when we have a real recession, you really know. There's, you're not debating whether we're in recession. Um, the GDP data is pretty lumpy and weird at the moment. An analogy I've heard from from an economist is is the idea of a skipping stone skimming across the you know the top of the water in and out bobbing along. And so the data suggests that we're going to be potentially in and out of technical recession. We're not going off a cliff unless something really bad happens to the the Chinese economy or an El Nino drought really slams the economy. Unless there's another external factor. The consensus of forecasts put together by economists suggests that we're just facing low, slow growth for quite a few years, unless we can see some political engineering or something something to come along and drive it. So that means how you look at that can have a big impact. You can look at that as a downer because there's not going to be a big boom time. But on the other hand, if the government can maintain some stability through that, if interest rates do stabilise, and hopefully come down and inflation comes down, low slow growth with lower interest rates, um, at least you've got a, a, a stable platform and a, and a level playing field. So it, it means that there's potentially opportunity there, but I think business 
businesses and business owners are going to have to drive um, the growth and probably work a bit harder on their own their own markets to drive that growth because there's not going to be the, that enormous momentum in the economy that you get in a, a really big boom time when the country is flush with cash, which weirdly we had through COVID because of the stimulus. But we have had it other times with you know a, a dairy boom or a tourism boom. There are diminishing returns around the ability of those things to drive the economy. We are seeing high net migration, of course, and New Zealand has a habit of leaning on high net migration to drive growth. And I don't doubt that will happen again. And you know, it puts a bit of momentum back in the property market. And then there are all those reasons why we, why we commentators and economists complain about that for um, uh, not not addressing underlying structural change or you know wealth creation in the economy and productivity. But I think after what we've been through. Um, Low, slow and steady with some lower interest rates and inflation back in the box would probably be um, uh, a pretty good platform for a lot of businesses to work with. Mm, Absolutely. And speaking of, you talk to business owners all the time. So when you are talking to business leaders now, are there any particular strategies that businesses are using to stay successful in the current conditions that maybe others could learn from? I think, well, you know... The, the thing you hear over and over again is that cash is king. It's all about cash flow. You know, and, until we see a turn and, and interest rates come off and, and, and there is still recessionary risk out there, that does sort of suggest you need to be a bit more conservative. I mean, I know there's a nice sort of counterintuitive line that, that you know, here's the opportunity, you, you're counter-cyclical, you're going to invest through that. And, and I would hope that people don't immediately, you know, just slash and burn. But at the same time, um, it's important to make sure, you know, you, you do have to focus on costs and you do have to focus on keeping cash flow up and making sure that you've got the basics under control and front foot things. You know, like, you need to front foot issues around costs precisely so that you don't have to do drastic things further down the line. And that might mean not hiring or talking to the staff about wage rises not being as good and all that sort of stuff so that you don't have to sort of uh, do more serious, you know, cost cutting later on down the line. Yeah, absolutely. I think taking the initiative wherever you can and dealing with something before it turns into a big problem, that has been a theme that has come through time and again, and it's because it is really good advice. Thank you so much. That's Liam Dan, New Zealand Herald Business Editor-at-Large. Don't forget to subscribe to Cooking the Books so that you never miss a trick with your money. Until next time, have a great day. 